Mike check, Mike check. Mike check, Mike check. Morning Masters podcast, your host, main of course. I got this dope cut. Look at this. Main of course. That's fire. I just opened this, man. Shout out to the good folks at 1116, man. I love y'all. Let's open this, though. Okay. Cut it now. Pussy popping for a real nigga. Bad attitude, how they deal with her. Try to catch a body, got that kill figure. Little lit, you cutting up. Pull up where you left me for another nut. Last nigga had you, but he fucked it up. Selfie, get your angle right. You play the light, cause you ain't come to play tonight. Stay about your feelings, come and stay tonight. You ain't got no work tomorrow. Okay. You ain't taking calls. I hear you. You ain't dress for nothing. You ain't with no drugs. Get it. Fresh about that shower smell. No, I like that naked shit. Snapchat, thirst traps. Bumping all that Drake and shit. Let me see that full body. Let, Let somebody take, take the pick. And he got you my check, my check. Morning Masters podcast. You're of course. murder bottles to kill him for when you going now. I ain't know you did it. How you did it? You been holding out. Pull up for the kid like open house. Uh, uh, let's get it. Alright, man. Alright, man. Morning Masters Podcast, your host, main of course. Um, got another thinking out loud for y'all today. Man, shout out to the supporters first and foremost. Everybody that's been tuned into the podcast, listening to the podcast, whether you shared it, watched it, commented, messaged me on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Uh, personally, email, in person. I I just I love all the support I'm getting, and I don't take it for granted. So I'll make sure I thank y'all before I start every single thinking out loud. Um, yeah, and I like that y'all like to think it out loud. You know, I wasn't sure how that was going to go because typically I'm not even in the camera like that. I try to make it about the guest. That's what Morning Mass is about. It's about showing the guest. It's never about me. It's always about highlighting the guest. But um, I do feel like in, in with this setting, the thinking out loud is a good way for me to release a lot of thoughts that I have um, whenever I can't listen to somebody else, you know. And that's the dope thing about podcasting is that um, I'm able to release thoughts that I have and, and ideas that I have into the world or however watching, you know, into my audience. And sometimes um, that's very soothing. It's very relieving. Um, a lot of tension gets um, released through these through these microphones, you know what I'm saying? And um, I know people like that, you know. When I did the podcast, when I wouldn't get a guest, and I would tell a story, like when I did the Wonder Years episodes, where I kind of tell a story of my teens, my teenage years, which people loved. But um, yeah, I know, and I know that people like when I when I tell stories, I'm, when I'm storytelling, they like the way I do it, whether it's just the funny side of it or the the message to it or just how I uh, orchestrate everything. So I like to do these too, you know. But these are all more um, freestyle. It's not like I'm not fine toothing it. I'm not sewing it together. It's just like I'm giving it to you and then I'm gone. Like that's it. It's just content because I refuse to um just put out podcasts just because it's Monday. I love to put out podcasts every single Monday, but um the guests gotta be right, the content gotta be right. Like I told you, I'm not trying to um do just I would love to be consistent, but I'm not trying to do consistency because I know that I'm in the studio all day, all the time, I'm always thinking about content, I'm always brand branding and building in my mind. So I know I'm not lazy. I just want to make sure that I'm putting out the right content because you never know who's watching. I don't want to put nothing subpar, and that's the one that somebody sees. Like, yeah, sure he good because this shit was ass. Like, I don't want that to be me. So, um, before I get into that, um, I want to say shout out to Net, um, uh, boy, No Excuse Team. Um, they was on my podcast. Uh, the last episode I had. If you if you're into the YouTube videos and you're watching YouTube, you got a treat because I didn't put that last episode on the actual SoundCloud or. Um, it wasn't no audio stream. It was just strictly visual. Reason being because 
um, that was for a particular event, and I wanted it to come out ASAP, and I wanted it to be um, strictly visual. So if you um, subscribe to my YouTube, you get some trees, and then sometimes if you subscribe to the uh, Apple Music or just a strictly audio, you get trees too, because I don't always put everything on video. I got one coming out with my mom. It's probably not going to be video. It's going to be strictly audio, but I ain't putting it out yet. So definitely, I try to um, gauge my audience based off those two. Like sometimes I put them on one and not the other. It's, it's, it's A lot of it is just for me to you know check my metrics and stuff like that. So uh, shout out to Netgear. This is a shirt actually they gave me um, at the end of the episode. Augusta shirt. I got a jacket coming. They're making a Letterman jacket, which is funny because I just joked with somebody for having a Letterman jacket. Let me slow down. I just joked on somebody for having a Letterman jacket, and now I'm about to get one. But I didn't get. I'm not getting for sports. I'm getting it because um, behind the microphone, um, you know, apparently I'm doing well. So shout out to him. Um, hit uh, Netgear up for any uh, team gear you want to get made. Um, you got a son want to play sports? Ricky McGee is a, a very, 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 very well, well guy. Um, great coach. So um, shout out to the good folks at Netgear, man, and shout out to you know the Augusta clothing line. He's dope. The shorts is dope, too. I ain't got those, though. But, you know, this was something they gave to me just from doing a podcast. And um, I'm going to wear it. Anytime somebody got gear and they give me, I'm wearing a podcast. Hopefully, they're thinking out loud, and I'm trying to promote it best I can. So, hopefully, I'm wearing it right. I got a pink hat on. I don't know if pink and purple go together. But my daughters, that's their favorite color. So, when I show them this video, they both can be satisfied that I wore each of their favorite, <laughs> each of their favorite color. So, uh, without further ado, let's get into it. So, Normally, the thing I was, I just got like a thoughts that I'm just trying to get rid of. You know what I'm saying? And I've had a few conversations in the past month about a particular topic. And for somebody like me, it's hard to talk about some things because of, you know, when you got a past and you try to put stuff in the past, you don't try to relive it. Or you don't try to open up old wounds. You know, you try to get past it. But I also know that um, sometimes your history can help somebody else's um future you know like my past can help somebody else's future whether i talk about it whether i don't talk about it whether i tell them how i navigated through this how i navigated through that how i responded to when this when i was faced this kind of adversity versus what they responded to and i think um that's what i think just the culture in general or just our society in general is losing um i think back in the day we called them like ogs but when you have an og who have been through something it's much easier to take advice for that from that person as to somebody who ain't been through it and telling you not to do it because you're like you saying don't do it, but you ain't never did it. So how can you tell me not to do it? That if that may, it don't make sense, but when I get to what I'm talking about, it'll make way more sense, right? So, um, just to get into, so I have a couple friends, people, you know, that I that I talk to on a daily basis that um, are going through um, seeing a, seeing a weird transition, rather. Where and I'm a guy, so a lot of men go through this transition. These are women that's experiencing this transition, but they're seeing. Um, uh, a, a man, a male that they love go through a transition where um, they are contemplating or um, teetering that line of gangbanging streets versus um, how they were raised, you know? And I want to first say this before I even get into that. Um, how you were raised really doesn't, it don't, it don't matter, it matters, but how you were raised doesn't, well, I can't even say that. Damn, that's wild. Sometimes you do stuff, and when you do those things, I don't think it should, you should be judged based on how you were raised because you can be raised the right way all your life and still make bad decisions just because you're human. You can be raised the right way, and you still fall into peer pressure because of your personality. You might just be a weak person. You might not be strong-willed, and you might have grew up around a lot of strong-willed people. 
And that's the that's the dynamic of family. That's the dynamic. That's why I say it takes a village. It's not just what you learn in the house. It's about when you go outside, are you still being taught? When you leave your block, are you still being taught? When you leave your neighborhood, are you still being taught? When you leave your city, are you still being taught? A lot of times it's no. So what you learn in your house, what you learn in your house, when you go outside, you just kind of find your own way, right? And I, I want to say that because I think sometimes people come down on themselves like, why is this person being this way? They wasn't raised like this. Why is this person being this way? He wasn't raised like this. Let me tell you like this. For me personally, on the other side of it, like I felt like, and I grew up, I, I felt like, yo, this person is ass. Why are he, he out here hanging with us? Why he ass? But you never know what somebody's going through. Like, you really never know what somebody's going through. And I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was telling them, like, yo, a lot of times, People start entering the streets or gang life or whatever, just dibbling, dabbling in stuff they wouldn't normally do because of some shit, something they're going through. And they don't know at the time. You know, they don't know at the time that I'm doing this because I'm ignoring this or this happened, so I'm doing this because this is the only way I can keep my mind off this event that happened. You know, it's a whole bunch. All that stuff is, like, complicated, right? But just being a man or being a, a, a male, a boy, women... Girls and boys are faced with two d- different types of peer pressure, I feel like, right? And I'm going to get into that for a little bit. My just freestyle, I'm just off the top of my head. I'm not, I don't have no notes. I'm just, I'm just talking. So if you disagreeing, just let me keep talking. If you agreeing, please chime in the comments, hit me up, text me, whatever you got to do, right? As you're listening or you're watching. I feel like this. Women, girls, like, the the thing for them during their teens years and stuff like that is like, you want to, you want to raise them right, but you want to make sure that. They make the right decisions when it comes time to whether it being sexual, um, just kind of being wholesome. You want to raise your, that girl to be a, a woman, a respectable woman, right? And you want to raise that boy to hopefully, you know, be a respectable man. And I think that that's a tale of two genders. So whereas women... A lot of times they get the curfews, you know what I'm saying? They can't do certain things, you know what I'm saying? Like they are restricted from doing certain things because of that that lane you want to keep them in of being a respectable woman. You know that if you don't give them a curfew, you don't give them rules, you don't make you don't set boundaries, they might be out all be out all night. They're gonna be doing stuff that you tell them that you ain't told them not to do, whether it's sexual, whatever the case may be, just getting into all a bunch of wild shit that's not gonna make them a respectable woman. Now, boys, right? Boys, you gotta give a little leeway because you want them to be a respectable man, but at the same time, you want them to be tough. You want them to be uh, be able to protect. You want them to not be soft while they're outside, or you want them to be respected, not respectable, but respected. You know, and so with that, you have to you give a little leeway. They may not have a curfew, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? They may not be told, "Look, you can't have sex." Like they get a different sex talk. Their sex talk is it ain't don't do it. Their sex talk is wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? Don't bring no babies home. That's their sex talk. So even already, like it's two, you 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 kind of doing two totally different things for the same outcome. You know, and that's kind of why I feel like women be ahead a lot of times too. Kind of how you raise, but that's a whole different topic I want to get into. But when you think about giving that boy that you want to be a man some leeway, that's what you open the door to. Really, when you say, you know, that your, your daughter's 13, but her curfew is 9 p.m., but your son is 13, his curfew is 11 p.m. You kind of give him two hours to get into some shit that he might not need to get into. <laughs> get into, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's the reality of it, right? Um, so I say it to say like that's just, and I think women sometimes like they they look like yo, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And a lot of times, like I said, men we get a lot of leeway, a lot of extra boundaries, and that's why a lot of decisions we make, a lot a lot of it be dumb. Sometimes we get you know we make dumber decisions because 
<laughs> for some reason, the boundaries wasn't set to, you know, be this or be that. Now, granted, I'm not saying that when you raise somebody that, because you can give somebody too many boundaries. So it's like a, it's very complicated because you can give somebody too many boundaries to where like, what they say about the um the preacher's daughter. Sometimes they be so sheltered that by the time they get free, they go crazy. They be the, they be the worst ones. The same thing about a person, if you, if you, with a guy, if you give him, you shackle him too much, then he step outside. It's a wrap. I had a, um, my cousin's like that. You know what I'm saying? My aunt, she was, um, very strict. And I, I, I love my aunt to death. Um, but she was strict for a reason. Like, they grew up in a project. They grew up where people that they knew when they was 12, 11 was one way. And then 14, 15, they selling crack and they, they getting killed. So, you know, you, you're going to live, you're going to live based off your experiences and what you've seen, you know, and you're going to try to, Make sure that when it's your turn to raise a man or raise a, a woman, you don't make them same mistakes you've seen being made, right? However, maybe she didn't see somebody grow up strict, so she thought that was the best thing to do. But what happened is once they get that little leeway, they start to act up or they start to, um, like, the whoopings ain't working no more. You done beat their ass nine years. They ain't working no more. Like, well, now what you going to do? You can't ask. You can't what they ask. Can't punish them. Like, what you going to do now? Like, that's none of that's working. None of the punishments are working. So now you 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 in a situation where like you gotta hope to make the best decision, and a lot of times they're not. So that's that. But like I said, that's also another whole spill that I don't want to get into. You know what I'm saying? I'm just talking. Um. So, but with me, right? I feel like this. Like, but as a man now, but as a boy, when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, it matter. Like, it was no way you're gonna tell me what I was doing wasn't the right way. Like. Like, like it was nothing you could tell me that would make me believe you knew more about what I was going through than I knew more about what I was going through. So I was going to do it my way regardless. Like, you might tell me, hey, look, don't, don't, prime example, not even street stuff, prime example, they tell you don't get a credit card because you're going to spend it the wrong way. Nah, I'm going to get a credit card. And what you do? Exactly. But the thing is, like, you feel like, I, I got this, I'm good. Now you buy pizza and, and wild stuff on your credit card that you don't even need. When you need it to fix your car, uh, gas in crazy situations, or just a time of need. But you're just using it free willy-nilly because you get paid Friday, so you're going to use a credit card every Wednesday, Thursday <laughs> until you get paid. Nah, that's not how it goes. So I think that um, when it comes to men, or boys rather, a lot of times how you were raised it matters in the long run. When you, if you have somebody that's that's a, that's a thinker, and you have, you gotta know your kid though. Like you really gotta know your kid. You gotta know your son, whether it's a kid, your your sibling, whatever. You gotta know that person. Is that person strong willed? Do they think on their own? Like those things matter because you can you can you can tell somebody that this is how you're supposed to live all they want, but if they're not strong willed, if they're not a believer, or if they just like a follower, the first time they see somebody living a cool life, they are gonna follow that person. Like, you could tell them, hey, look, the game banging ain't it. Like, the streets ain't it. It's only one way out. Da, 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 da. You could tell them all that stuff. But if they see somebody living that life that they find cool and they are a follower, you lost. Like, you lost that battle already. You could have been talking to this person for years. You lost that battle already. It don't matter. So that's that's kind of what you what you face with. Phone ringing. Um, it's kind of what you face with. So I feel like, for me, right, and I'm gonna I'm only I'm gonna I'm like finish this with a story of me, right? So I feel like when I was younger, right, 
it's pros and cons to lots of hours I got into. It's pros and cons to it. So very early in my middle school year, I got in trouble for something that I really didn't do, but I was a part of, and I got in trouble for something. But I got in the most trouble. Like, out of everybody, I got in the most trouble for it, right? Um, I remember me lying to my moms and saying I wasn't part of it. I wasn't a part of it. I don't know what's going on. Got cops involved, all this stuff. So we go down to the school the next day. I'm thinking we're just going to do a little, you know, touch up, we leave. No, wrong. Um, a guy reads a statement, name names, very detailed um, accusations. Still, none of this had nothing to do with me. I, he, the guy lied on me. But regardless of the fact, it was it was gang it was gang based, gang related. You know what I'm saying? A lot of gang stuff at that at that moment. Uh, I remember my mom. I remember how she felt. I remember walking because we had to walk. You know, we walk, we walk back home. So we walk home, and I remember her. Like crying, like and she turned back around. She was walking ahead of me. I was walking slow. She was walking ahead of me. She kind of left me pretty much. <laughs> she really left me, but walking ahead of me. And I remember like seeing like it was and it was cool. Like around this time, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of ch- chilly. And I can remember seeing the tears coming down her eyes as she turned around and said, "Give me my key. I don't fucking trust you." Da 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 da. Snatched the key from me and you know kept walking. Mind you, my mom had never spoke, spoke me this way. Never looked at me this way. I never seen my mom cry. Only time my mom cried at one time, besides the time she cut herself with a knife. But that's the only time I ever seen my mom cry was that one time. And it was something that I caused, right? So, like, for me, when I look at that, I'm like, okay, damn. You young, you dumb, you're 11 years old. It was, it was just a dumb mistake, all right? Cool. What I can say is that I learned my lesson from that, but I learned the wrong lesson from that also. The lesson I learned was to be more careful in doing what that you was doing. Like that, that was the, to be honest, that's the lesson I learned. But also make sure whatever you're doing, you don't make your mom cry, which is also the wrong lesson. Like, please don't take this as I'm giving you a, a good speech. This is the wrong lesson. I'm just speaking out loud, thinking out loud, right? So every time after that, I, I never got in trouble again. But I still did the same thing. I just never got in trouble because I I knew when was I knew when to say when, right? A lot of people don't get in trouble. They don't get in trouble soon. Some people don't even come outside until they grown. Don't ask me why. That's a whole other story. I ain't trying to belittle nobody, but a lot of times people come outside. By the time they come outside, people don't did a lot of stuff and be ready to go back inside now. Now you're ready to change your life. Like we're not even outside no more. But that's neither here nor there. So I say all that to say, like sometimes you like you got to go through certain things a certain way. So me having to go through that, I knew, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I did try to leave a lot of that stuff alone for a long time. And I, eventually, I did. And this is the reason And that's the reason why I did it, right? I know that committing to the streets, I know what it means to commit to the streets. And a lot of times when you're doing stuff, you're you really seeing a, a snapshot of everything. And, and you're seeing it in slow motion. So when I say commit to the streets, like, I feel like, as a, and you can tell, anybody can show their kid this, their they brother, their son, whatever. When you commit to the streets, you put everybody in danger. Like, you, you put your loved ones in danger. Commit to the streets means you saying, look, fuck my mom, fuck my siblings, fuck my family. If I got kids, fuck my kids, fuck anybody I love them. Because when you're in the streets, nine times out of ten, somebody out to get you, you out to get somebody. It's a doggy dog world. It's, it's, it's cutthroat. There's no rules to the streets, right? But being there's no rules, if I can't catch you, I'm going to catch your mom. If I can't catch your mom, I'm going to catch your brother. If I can't catch your brother, I'm going to catch your sister. If I can't catch your sister, I might catch your child. Usually kids are off limits, but these days niggas is doing wild stuff. If I can't catch your child, I'm going to catch somebody that you love in order to get to you. And that's that's how the streets go. And like once I started to see that and, and you know you start to seeing things, whether you're a part of it or not part of it, and you start to really sit back and you can't sleep because you're like, damn, like this person didn't deserve that, but 
this person did that. Like, once you start to see that and you end stuff and you, like, you realize, like, quickly, like, okay, I don't want to commit to this. This this ain't something I want to do. I can't imagine hurting somebody because this person owe me money or hurting somebody because that person told that person, so now I got to do something to you so that person won't get in trouble. Like, it's, that's stupid to me, you know? Not not that it's stupid, but that's just a dumb lifestyle for me. I don't, I'm not into that. Like, I feel like if you don't person doing it to me, then we ain't really got no, no problem. If you don't do that that hinders anything I'm doing, we ain't got no problems. When somebody young, you can't tell them that, though. Like, a lot of times, people feel like they don't have family. So, for me, I feel like when you enter a gang, and and at the time, usually I was able not to be in gangs, like a real gang, like whether it's blood, crimp, stuff like that. I wasn't a lot of entities. Don't get wrong. We had our own little thing. But it'd be like a group of five, six, seven of us. It's just us. It's not like a, a widespread gang, right? But the reason why I couldn't be like a, a crip or a blood or none of that stuff is because I have family. Like, I feel like you're only in gangs if you don't have family because you look at the gang as your family. I have family. I have people that love me. So I never felt like it was something outside that I just had to run to, that I had to, to be a part of because I had family. I was, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in my family. I'm, I'm like a golden child. My family, like they, they wouldn't believe none of the things that I probably did. If, if, if you say, Oh, he did this. Nah, not, not Jermaine. Hell nah. But like I said, I got in trouble early on. I seen how that affected, like me getting in trouble, like that small thing. I got a story on it too. It's on my podcast somewhere. It's, it's a wonder years. It's like first episode I did a wonder years. And I went, I went into detail about the whole situation I'm talking about. I went into detail about it. If y'all want me to do it again, I will do it again on camera just so I can see it. But I went into plain detail from the minute I chose to do this, that, and the third, all the way to like the end. All my family members that came to me and talked to me. All, like It was like a, a big deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, not him, but that's family. I got in trouble that one time, and everybody from the family that meant something came and made, made their way to sit, sit down and say, listen... This ain't what you want to do. This ain't what you want to do. And I'm saying, say this. That showed me one thing, that people love me. I ain't got to do X, Y, Z. People love me. Like, they love me for real. Because I got people coming from South Carolina to come and talk to me and say, hey, why are you in a game? Why are you doing that? Your mom doing this for you. What's wrong with you? I don't want to hear this shit again. I'll fuck you up if I see you do this, that, and third. Threats. All that type of stuff. Like, it was, it was really coming at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, these people love me. On the flip side of it, though, it definitely didn't stop me from doing anything I wanted to do once I left outside the, the house. Once I left my house, my home, where I lived there, laid my head, once I left there, the decision is yours at that point. That Whether it's peer pressure, whether it's just something you want to I've never been a follower, I've been a leader, so that's another thing. A lot of the stuff I'm talking about, I was leading a lot of it, so it wasn't like a, it wasn't one of them things where I, I was following. I was a leader all the time. But th- that's, that's beside the fact. The fact I'm making is, I, I felt what I felt. I did what I did. I, I hurt who I hurt. And it still didn't stop me, at that time at least, from doing the same things. I just felt like, let me do it better. It's not like somebody like getting caught in a lie. Like, they don't stop lying. Just lie better next time. You know, it's, it was like that. And I kind of say, let's say, like, I feel like I turned out okay. You know what I'm saying? I want anybody that's going through this, I don't want them to feel like just because you had a son or a sibling or a, a, a uncle or a family member, or somebody you just love that's going through a time where um, they dibbling in the streets or they feel like they need to be street. Trust me, like everybody kind of goes through that. And honestly, I rather I rather them go through it than not go through it. And then you know later on, the later you go through it, the worse. I rather you go through it when you 12, 13, 14. Let you see some things. Hopefully you hopefully you can you can learn to like I, I'm I'm big on living through other people's mistakes. Like, and some people made mistakes that, and I love to death, God bless the dead. 
I always do rule of 10. So rule of 10 is this, right, for me. A rule of 10, like, I think of 10 people I was around. The first thing that come to mind that I hung around all the time. Like I said, I normally did five or seven, but let's say 10. Out of those 10, and I put this on my two kids. Two is alive. One is currently still in jail. One is out, but he, he didn't. He just came home from doing like five years. So when I say that, like, you're going like, to get as far as people around you for no reason. You're going to get as far as the people around you for no reason. You, you see the same people, and I'm not, I'm not judging nobody. You see the same people saying, free the homies, free this, free that, RP this, RP that. I never wanted to be one of them niggas. I never wanted to be somebody that always had somebody to say, free this, or always had to say, RP this person. When I'm telling these stories, I have to say that, but in the grand scheme of things, no, I don't say that on a regular basis because I'm not thinking about that on a regular basis because people, not, people around me aren't dying on a regular basis. People that I grew up with are, are gone now, but I'm also happy that I was able to relocate. I was able to move and change my way of thinking, my way of moving. I was, I'm happy for that. And um, I just want to tell anybody, especially women, that go through that, that's not knowing how to approach this guy that's turned into a man or this this new man that's it's different than you never know somebody going through. All you could do is be supportive. You could be there, be a family member, be a be a friend, be an open ear, be a, listen, be a listening ear, and you hope for the best. But nothing, I'm telling you, nothing. You, what you don't want to do is run them away to where you can no longer have control of or see what they're doing. You want to push somebody to the point where they don't tell you their next move. I, I, I can guarantee this. You would rather be upset with somebody for doing something that you don't want them to do, but you know about it, than them do something and you didn't know about it because you pushed them so far that now you can't calculate what they're doing. Like, I love to mentor kids, but not like I won't tell them. I'm not going to tell a kid don't do this because I did it. I ain't going to say don't do that, but I can tell you that why, why I wouldn't do it. If you choose to do that, I'm going to tell you what, you what you're getting yourself into. I will hope you love your parents. I hope you love your mom, your sister, your brother. Enough not to do that. I can tell you right now, another reason why I really stopped because my brother, like, you don't want, like, you don't, I got siblings, small siblings. I never want them to follow anything I was doing. My brother is the furthest from anything that, like, anything, like, like, negative. Basketball player, he, he don't fuck around. He'll fuck you up. But he ain't like, he ain't like that. He ain't going to go outside and just fuck somebody, for no, fuck somebody up for no reason. So, which is things that we kind of did, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just whatever. Oh, he looked at me kind of wild. Oh, let's fuck him up. You know, like, I don't, <laughs> this New York is just wild like that, right? But my brother ain't ain't like that. And I ain't want to be like that. He don't smoke. He don't do this. Well, he ain't, no, nothing. At least I don't know about it. He ain't do nothing that I didn't do. He looked up to me. When you guys my looking up to you, I felt like that was more important. So, one thing I can say is have that person you love find what's important to them. If it's you, tell them, like, yo, do you want me to get caught up in something you got going on? Are you okay with that? Because when you sign up for these streets, that's what, you, that's what you're getting. When you sign up for the streets, that's what you're getting. You're getting a cutthroat game. Niggas do not care that that's your sister, that's your brother, that's your nephew, that's your son. They don't care. They don't care. How they got to get you, they're going to get you. This new thing they're doing is upping the score, it's keeping score, bodies and stuff like that. They're up five now. They don't care. They don't care about who it is. They're up five because they killed your son, killed your mother, killed your brother. They don't care. So... Um, yeah, I would just say for me, like, um, or for anybody that's watching, like, if you do, all you can do is do your part. What's going to happen is going to happen. Like, you're not going to change the world with a speech. I'm not going to change the world with this. Like, I'm just kind of giving you insight on what could happen. But for me, what I can say is 
I didn't witness a lot of stuff. I didn't been in a lot of stuff and been around a lot of stuff. I'm not the most toughest guy in the world. I'm not. The, I'm not a gangster. I never looked at myself as a gangster, even when I probably was doing stuff that quote unquote gangsters do. I never, ever, ever looked at myself that way. Never will. Always wanted better for myself. But like I said, sometimes you you be a product of your environment. That's another thing we're gonna talk about. A product of your environment. When you're a product of your environment, whatever's around you, you and you you. By nature, you start to do. You start to want to do. When I saw people selling drugs and getting money, I wanted, I wanted to sell drugs and get money. Did I want to be a drug dealer? No, but I thought that that was cool. He was a cool guy. Damn, nobody fuck with him. He got the Jordans. That's crazy. All the girls like him. You'll be a product of your environment. You want that. By nature, you're a man. You got balls, like ego. Like, you're going to want that. You know what I'm saying? I see, I see niggas winning fights, fuck somebody up. People like him. Oh, okay, I need to fuck somebody up. Who can I fight? Who can I fuck up? It's stupid, but that's just the nature of what it is. Like, you be a product of your environment. So, think about that. You can be a product of your environment, a product of your environment, and you only get as far as the people around you for no reason. So, if niggas around you going to jail, getting locked up, getting shot, getting robbed, you might go to jail, you might get locked up, you might get shot, you might get robbed. It's just common sense. Two plus two equals four. Niggas around you graduating, getting degrees, you probably gonna graduate and get a degree. You know, like, it's about who you surround yourself around. This company, you are the company you keep. Remember that. So if you run around, and I'm not disrespecting nobody, but you run around screaming RIP, free the homie, this, that, and that, you think that's cool, you might be next. You know what I'm saying? The homies can say RIP, and I don't, I don't care for that. Telling, saying RIP to me on the video ain't going to do nothing for me. It ain't going to bring me back. It ain't going to take care of my daughters. So, you know, one massive podcast, man. Those men, of course, we out. I got to learn how to drink from this cup, man. I love it, though. One more time for the one time. Yeah. Hold up. One more thing. One more thing, right? I'm sorry. I got, I got, I got sidetracked. I'm thinking out loud, so I forgot a, a part I wanted to say. I said it on Snapchat the other day, and people liked it. People loved it. So I'm going to say it again. Like, If you do have somebody that's coming to the streets, and you know they're not, they not like that, like, let them know you're not like that, right? Also, think about this. When you commit to the streets, and you, you, know, you say, fuck my family, Fuck anybody that's around me, close to me, love me, because anything can happen to them. And also, if something happened to you, you saying fuck them because you choosing for that to happen to you when you choose the streets, right? Think about the things that person can't commit to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people, or especially boys, they think they men once they start to have sex. Oh, or I'm, I, I don't, don't, I ain't gonna get in the lead up to how I got to that. Don't worry about how I got up to that point. The lead up is not important. But I do think sometimes men. Start to smell itself. I'm a man, so I know. I remember when I started, I, you know, you feel like, okay, I'm big now, you know. You feel, I feel like my muscles got bigger. You know what I'm saying? I'm untouchable. No, you're touchable. And I think that sometimes, like, you start to move a different, like, you start to act like you're a man, feel like you're a man, right? And I challenge anybody to do this, and I guarantee you, because I, I still struggle with this sometimes, and I'm a man, a man, man, right? So if, if, if you had a, somebody you love that's willing to commit to the streets, Ask them, can, can they commit to the little things they got to commit to? You know what I'm saying? Like, can they keep a, a steady job? If they if they, if they, if they a kid kid, ask them when they the trash go out. How often do you have to take, tell them to take the trash out? I'm going to tell you right now, if, if your mom got to tell you to take the trash out still, you and you commit to the streets. Or your, your priorities are all wrong. Because if, if you can commit to the streets, you take the trash every Thursday, every Friday, or whatever day it come out. Like, I, I don't, like... There's so much stuff I think sometimes people make they, they think that that makes them a man. This makes them a man. Or I shot such and such, I'm a man now. Or we fucked such and such up, I'm a man now. That don't make you a man, bro. Or, or 
whoever you are, a woman, like whatever. Taking care of the stuff you gotta take care of is gonna make you a man. Like when you can take care of the house or hold the house down, whether you're paying bills, whether you're cleaning up, whether you're making it easier for the person that's ahead of the household, or you're ahead of a household, you're co-head of a household, whatever, people feel protected that you're there in that household. Those are things that make you a man. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes you a man. You know, you mounting your mom TV. You know what I'm saying? You taking the trash, you cutting the grass, make sure the grass cut. You making sure things around the house that a man's supposed to take care of is being taken care of. And you want to game bang, you know, by all means. But I can guarantee you this. Majority of people that's game banging or that that's young game banging, whatever can be, that's in the streets, they ain't doing that. They got to be told to take the trash out. They ain't making their own money. Their mom's still buying their sneakers. Your mom buy your sneakers, you're not in the game. I, like, you're not tough. I, I'm sorry. One math, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 